last week we had the news oh wait we didn't we had the games we had the games we had all the games because it was games come fergus please cut in here because i can't continue this song more of the same (laughs) the entire world has been consumed by gamescom and it's many 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 games announcements well people it is lovely to be back with you all this lovely lovely week uh as as Fergus has just said it's been gamescom it's pretty much been the entertainment sphere for the past week and we are going into the d23 sphere next week uh, obviously we have the lord of rings rings of power coming out this friday house of the dragon has just been released we'll probably discuss those a bit later on uh, as in the weeks following as well but yes people welcome back it's lovely to have you all here again Obviously, with Gamescom, we last week we did the Gamescom opening night, and we, as we mentioned during the episode recording, it was the fact that the future game show was taking place at the same time of recording. It was just too much Fergus, wasn't there? It was. I literally I, so after the episode, I sat down and watched the entire thing. It was maybe two hours ish long, and I was. I, it it was a it was a marathon to get to the end of just so many trailers, like two hours of one to two to three minute trailers with very little breaking them up. They might have... No, it was it was it was absolutely insane, absolutely so insane. So many games and so little time. But to be fair, though, we'll discuss a little bit of the podcast. We do have a bit of breathing room with the release times, which should be okay, which is interesting. Yeah. There's quite a range of release times here, uh, ranging from quite soon to very, very not soon. But we'll get into that in a second, people, as we get into the main topic. But obviously, like last week, we will not be doing the news this week. We're actually thinking, uh, myself and Fergus, we discussed with a few other people as well. We're actually thinking about having maybe two episodes a week uh, with the news, with the uh, NMI news, get, get that need more info news, and then also getting that topic as well. We'll actually think about that as we go on a bit. Also help with the animation on YouTube as well. When it comes to movie reviews, we may tack onto the news segment. So you may get news in movie reviews or you may get like a special third episode in the week. We'll figure that as we go on. But those won't be as much. We're trying to figure out game reviews as well, but that will probably take a lot longer to do because you like to have, you know, multiple people play the game so that you get an opinion on that. And with myself being able to crunch out a 60-hour video game and compared to other people who like... Yeah. I'll yeah, take me, take... It'll take me a week to do 10 hours in a game. I think that's probably minimum to fairly assess a game. Yeah, and uh, so I, I like to, uh, unless you're Death Stranding, where it takes you 10 hours to actually start playing the game properly. Well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yes, people, again, as mentioned before, it's lovely to have you back on the podcast this week. Uh, hopefully you all have had a lovely week. Uh, the temperature has been much milder in the UK, which has been lovely to feel. I'm feeling better now, uh, mostly better. Still can't uh, fully uh, sleep properly, but we're getting there. So it's the best way to be. So hopefully these shows become more regular. We've also had a little bit of a background discussion. We've plotted out the entire episodes going up for the next 27 weeks, people. We've roughly plotted out the next 27 weeks. And to give you a um, to give you a bit of an insight into what's actually going to go down, the actual topics we're actually, you know, possibly going to cover include stuff like, you know, obviously we have 2023 coming up, that's a given, so we'll probably have yeah. our, you know, discussions are like our top list for 2022. I think games will be an interesting one this year because it's been more indie heavy this year than uh, like main title, like t- AAA heavy, which will be a very interesting discussion to have. Yeah, I can sort of see why, like... 
one guy alone in a bedroom in two and a half years of lockdown can easily knock out a game where if you've got a team of 500 trying to make a game, that is significantly harder in a lockdown situation. But yeah, just to give you a little sneak peek of what's coming up, people. And also, people, uh, we're getting to the uh, content bit in a little bit in, in a minute. But basically, uh, we're going to be getting into stuff like favorite movie soundtracks, game soundtracks. If you have any feedback for that for us, if we can actually play maybe like snippets of audio, please get in contact. Because I think we might be able to, as long as it's, you know, a bit of a teaser. Because obviously, you know, with reactions, they do play music from TV shows and property. So maybe that's the best way to go about it. Uh, we're actually going to be doing a bit of a pitching session which i'm actually quite interested in uh it's basically if you take a movie we have all these remakes and reboots coming out what is a movie that the nmi crew loved or a team show that we loved that deserves a you know a reinvigoration maybe a reboot and we're going to pitch it to each other dragon's den style or you know uh, the american version i don't know what you call it um shark den i believe that's it we're also going to do that for superhero because obviously we have black adam coming out in october so we're going to do a superhero video pitch episode Obviously, with the Halloween season, we're going to be getting into the spooky, spooky season because we'll be doing our favorite films and TV shows from Halloween. We do our favorite survival horror games, but what we're going to do this year is, because um, October is only four weeks, what we're going to do is, is uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology Roundup. So basically, with uh, the Dark Pictures, The Devil in Me coming out in November, we've all had the discussion. We're actually going to get a group session together and play the Dark, um, the dark Pictures games and actually you know review each game like have have a mini review mm. for each game and actually rate them and uh, that will be our closer for the uh for the season for october going into november uh following on from the uh black adam uh thing we'll be doing uh favorite anti-heroes uh movie characters which have been overdone obviously my one is batman <clears throat> uh we're also going to be getting into stuff like best tv shows of all time best and worst of endings to video games which will be an mm. interesting conversation because there's been some interesting ones. And then we get into, obviously, you know, the Christmas season, Santa's approaching, Rudolph's in the sky, you know, shooting his red laser beam out and distracting all the aeroplanes. We're going to be doing our favorite comfort films, TV shows, video games, because when it gets to the chilly season, you just want to get in and have a bit of comfort in those winter seasons. Yeah. And then we're going to round it off, people, for this year with favorite Christmas movies. I think I think that's a nice cheery way to end the year. Yeah, absolutely, and give people some Christmas viewing over the festive season. Most definitely, and uh, as you if, if you go listen to a previous podcast, there's a person on this podcast, uh, Chaz, who uh, watches a Christmas movie that is nothing to do with Christmas, but it does involve a character who's red in, in red and black. So go listen to one of our previous podcasts on that. Going into next year, we'll be doing into stuff like uh, what shows were cancelled. Um, uh, or, you know, love finished too early because uh, that's actually going to link back to stuff like the Resident Evil Netflix TV series that was recently cancelled. Yeah. Ah, we called it, um, yeah. which is a bit sad. But again, like, I think I'm going to actually discuss Resident Evil when we do the TV pitching because, yeah, that can be done correctly. And also, what solo uh, Batman or, or solo villain films from DC or Marvel? would we like to see as movies? And then obviously looking mm. ahead to 20, you know, having our top list for 2022 and then 2023. So people, that is uh, some of the stuff that we're going to be getting into. We've got a few more ideas in the works. If you have any topic suggestions, though, uh, we'll get the content details a bit later on. Uh, but yeah, no, Fergus, how, how do you feel about all those topics? There is a lot to talk about in uh, all of those subjects, really. Um, hours, hours and hours of conversation for you coming up. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm liking it a lot. I'm liking it a lot. 
um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, recommendations to find out there, I think. I do want to uh, say, like, the one I'm actually pretty much looking forward to that I didn't mention just before is favorite content creators. This will be good. Yes. Um, a good opportunity to bring up VTubers again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's pretty much true. But obviously, you know, <laughs> during, during the pandemic and obviously a lot of people staying inside and content creators probably had a boom in that regard. You know, like a lot of people watching the content film. But yeah. Uh, uh it'll be interesting to talk about um the twitch content creation boom post lockdown so if a year after lockdown how is everyone doing what are people doing um because i i know people are evolving into you know doing actual live irl stuff like live twitch streams from the show floor of their favorite comic-con this sort of stuff so it'll be an interesting subject to talk about for sure no definitely most definitely indeed and obviously uh, it was myself and Chaz that were actually discussing this in the uh, pub one day we're having a, having a cheeky little drink well you know I was having a cheeky little coke uh, coke zero people I'm going to specify that before anyone makes a uh, sound clip of that uh, and uh, yeah we were just talking about like you know our favorite content creators and you know what we'd like to do and actually give back to them you know like show our appreciation really and give you know show them our love and uh, and actually send you people their way as well just to show how good they are absolutely but, but yeah right people so obviously you know as you know we mentioned before gamescom opening night done we've done it people opening night's done all the yeah. games yeah had that out of the way now there's just the rest of the week to talk about yeah and a week later <laughs> <laughs> a week later to say the least but yes people right so we are going to be getting into the future game show and some of these games actually do sort of actually like come out of the future game show as well it's some more like you know gameplay footage that was actually shown as well mm. for games i've already seen uh we've already discussed last week but more gameplay footage was shown so we actually get a better understanding we'll have a little bit of a discussion on it as well right people it's time we get into that main topic and you love that main topic that sweet sauce people that sweet sauce of the main topic fergus shall we begin let's discuss our games Right, well, I'm going to let Fergus take point here as numero uno. Take it away, Fergus. Okay, uh, I guess first game on the list of things that caught my attention at the Future Games show this year is Hotel Architect. Um, if you listened to uh, our previous Gamescom episode, you'll know that I very much enjoy uh, management sim type games. Um, and it has been a while since I have played a hotel management game. So this has struck me as something quite new and interesting in terms of theme and not necessarily gameplay as such, because it looks kind of like, imagine it's you do the uh, building from The Sims, uh, but it's, you know, hotels instead of a house. And it seems like you have, uh, you know, advisor characters, like you're an account, you've got an accountant, a manager, lawyer. Um, the art leaves something to be desired. Uh, it has been pointed out. Um, it is very, it's very um, minimal. Well, 3D minimal to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. They've not blown the budget on the art, but I don't think that's necessarily a problem uh, as long no. as it's, you know, fun, a bit challenging. It sounds like there is um, there's a, quite a larger scope to do stuff within this sim than would normally be readily available on some other sim games so you can use your accountant manager or lawyer to do things like say illegal actions <laughs> uh 
um, you know, things like ignore building regulations. <laughs> um, laundering that money. Laundering that money. I don't think it goes quite that far. Um, it's things like cause fires and your lawyer will sweep in and save your ass. Uh, I do have to say, though, uh, I do have to say that it kind of uh, makes me think like uh, we're getting a better call soul situation going on here. Like, that'd be, that'd be quite funny, to be honest. Like, uh, Bob Odenkirk just turns up as your lawyer in this game. That, that, that could be fun. I don't know if that's necessarily what's happening here. Um, yeah, I hope they do take a lot of uh, liberties to expand the core concept of building a building, managing it. Doing other events, making make it interesting, really. Um, yeah, I, I will. If it's you know, if it's maybe like under a tenner on Steam, I'll definitely buy this and give it five to ten hours for yeah. sure. No, I, to be honest with you, this this does look interesting. Like the whole like, I see what you mean about the art style. Like not specifically the actual environments themselves, but the characters. But I think if you know, I think if it goes to show, you know, they're actually trying to put in the effort into the actual mechanic side of the game. Uh, the actual like yeah. character art style it could be extremely forgiving, to be honest. Yeah, I hope that's where the energy's gone on this. Um, this is Pathos Interactive, the developer and Wired Productions publisher. Um, no fixed launch date yet, as far as I can see. Uh, but you can add it to your wish list on Steam. Well, excellent. Thank you very much, Fergus. Thank you. What do we have as your first pick, Nate? Right, so uh, this is a game that actually caught my eye because I've been trying to get. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be an MMO. I don't know if this is going to be a single player. Uh, but basically, this is a game called Rooted. This is a. Uh, this is going off of Steam. It is a solo. Oh, sorry. Okay, so it's a solo and multiplayer survival game. Explore ancient overgrown world full of dangers. Salvage, build, craft, hunt, and try to survive alone with your friends or with your friends in an evolving, fascinating post-apocalyptic environment. Powered by Unreal Engine 5. Okay. Now, I'm, again, like, uh, this is actually a Kickstarter game. So this is interesting, to say the least. You can actually, like, you know, develop your camps, improve your living standards. Now, they did have a cheat in this. They had a nice little acoustic guitar play. And the acoustic guitar does have does have a feel of The Last of Us. I'm not going to lie. I was going to say, it does look kind of a Last of us Yeah. yeah. And, like... When you listen, if you listen to the Last of Us main theme and then you listen to this game, they they've they've drew, clearly drawn inspiration from the musical from that game. But like you know, building your camps and improving, you know, haven't seen too much of the enemies in this game. I believe the enemy is like automated or like this like robotic enemies, um, made of steel and made of flesh. So you know, there's robots in this game that will attack you. Um, again, just looking at this game, it just look, it, just, it looks quite interesting to be honest. And I'm a sucker for a post-apocalypse game. I love me some Days Gone. Again, people, I'm still frustrated about the casting of that possible movie. Uh, but yeah, no, again, like uh, the fact that this is single and multiplayer, I'm hoping they take that into consideration with the actual game itself. I'm wondering how the actual like interaction with NPCs will work out because if it is single player, there could be like issues with, you know, conversations and how, how you know, narrative that game, the story beats. But if it's multiplayer, multiplayer could be a m- bit more interesting because it's just basically trying to survive. But yeah, that's uh, that's my game. Uh, that's my number one pick. And uh, we're going to flip it back to Fergus now. So what's your, what's your number two? Uh, at number two, we have The Chant. Um, a single-player, third-person horror action adventure set on a remote island. 
um, your character basically goes to this remote island, does an ayahuasca retreat, sort of guided psychedelic meditation sort of thing. But it all goes wrong when you accidentally summon lots of uh, evil spirits to the island and have to survive lots of spirits and zombies and skeletons and this sort of thing. Um, it has a lot of... Um, so the so battle mechanics are instead of guns and punching and using sticks and what have you, you kind of use uh, spiritual enchantments. So you kind of like do hand gestures and wave dolls to sort of scare the ghosts away. So it, again, it's um, an interesting evolution of how things normally are with this sort of game, which uh, of course with the whole psychedelic thing there's quite a lot of license for it to be quite weird and yeah i, I i'm quite positive that this will be um at least some it, it, very an interesting play um this is out quite soon actually uh this is third of november this year uh so a couple of months to go waiting for that uh developer brass token publisher prime matter i can say uh i did actually see this trailer and i did think Will Fergus puts this and magic magic going on and some horror elements. I'm like, this is like uh, yeah. you picked um you pricked you picked uh, a witch's tale last week, and that's actually been yes. in discussion with quite a few people. To be honest, like some people are really intrigued by that game, and then mm. I saw this trailer and I was like, oh yeah, okay, no, Fergus is probably going to pick this. To be honest, so let's uh, let's leave that to him. Yeah, no, there's um, running away is also a major mechanic of this game. You don't have to defeat the enemy to progress, which, again, has been quite a core thing in games since forever. So, again, people beginning to evolve games. It's great. It's great to see. It's great to see. It's, it's, it's games like this that kind of like don't stop things becoming stale, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree, man. I definitely agree. Right. Hopping along to my number two, uh, or just my next pick, is uh, the game called Teslagrad 2. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, I never played Teslagrad 1, but I'm probably actually going to go back and play it now. So uh, just again, going off the Steam page, you play as uh, Lumina, a young tes- uh, Tesla finds herself stranded after her airship crashes in Wimheim. Uh, a remote and treacherous land to the north, embark on a dangerous adventure, exploring a gigantic abandoned tower looming over a fjordside valley on a quest to get luminaire home and back to her family now this is very interesting because it's it's mixing uh going off of the uh, pay here uh, page here this is a metro metroidvania style game i think after the release of ori the ori series um i've become really into these types of games now i'm really gonna have a bigger appreciation for them but the fact this is a game set in a scandinavian influence a grandiose steampunk meets Norse adventure accompanied by orchestral soundtrack inspired by Nordic folk tone, folk tones and electronic tracks right up my alley. To be honest, this seems very interesting to me. And I actually did a game jam, uh, sort of like not dissimilar to this. We did get, we did basically a game about Mm. like, you know, playing electronic music and fighting, uh, fighting Norse gods and everything. And I just saw this and I was like, Ooh, steampunk. Um, electronic music oh i'm uh, down for this and again like the, I, the trailer looks very you know interesting to me the frame rate isn't completely smooth it has like this like i want to say it's weird to say but into the spider-verse style animation like it, it's it's like every second frame is missing so it has like that had that interesting design to it but again 
really look interested to see how this plays out. I'm actually going to go back and play the first game, I think, um, to see how this plays out. This actually comes out spring 2023. It's by Rain Games and Modus Gear. So it's developed by Rain, Rain Games and publisher Modus Games. I'm uh, very intrigued to see how this plays out. Um, again, like, you know, epic boss battles, master fluid motion. The actual art style looks really fun. Gravity defying as well. Definitely check this out, people, if you've got an interest in it. And it obviously doesn't take a lot to run. Also, obviously, with the idea of possibly getting a Steam Deck in the future, I think this would be a nice little game to play on the Steam Deck. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my number two. And because myself and Fergus share the screens we are using on Discord, I'm just going to say this now, that our number threes are the same. Yes, this is uh, this is quite a game. Um, another Metroidvania at uh, the last case of Benedict Fox. Uh, this is developer Plot Twist, publisher Rogue Games Inc. Uh, so this is more of an action adventure mystery solving um, Metroidvania where you flip between two parallel worlds and you know you collect clues from one parallel world, flip back to the other, you can solve and open the door in the next one. So there's some interesting puzzle solving. It looks like it's quite an interesting world as well. Very um, HP HP Lovecraft, yeah, yeah inspired. Yeah, there's just a lot of interesting things here, like the creature design, the world design. I think the story is going to be quite interesting. It is the old tentacle. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm really not going to say anything there. To be honest. <laughs> Just go listen to our VTuber episode. That's all I'm going to say. There's not and that I'm... many tentacles. No, no. <laughs> Disappointed. Lack of tentacle down a range. Lack of point. tentacles. Um, no, but it seems very interesting. Uh, planned release some point in 2023. Currently unknown, but you can wish list on Steam. Yeah, again, like I'm, I'm very interested in this. Like, um, just going off the same page here, you, you can actually have like demon powers and like fight cultists and monsters. I believe this is actually inspired by HP Lovecraft and the Cthulhu like aspect. Uh, I'm, I'm possibly yeah. So yeah, it's a fantastical Lovecraftian Metroidvania. So yeah, it is. It is that. So yeah, it's it's definitely inspired by that. The, the art style just really gets me. To be honest, like I, I'm loving I'm loving the uh, the environments in this game. Like, the yeah. the main character themselves looks very white man. You know, like that it, era of time because it is like early 20th century, but the actual like you know like the actual design looks really really fun and visually extremely visually appealing and so distinct between each level yeah no absolutely i think uh, the set design is going to do quite a lot of the work with the storytelling um i think the the um overworld and underworlds look uh, very distinctly different no i i definitely agree i definitely agree and uh, yeah that's a uh, very interesting to be honest that we actually picked this as our uh, our same uh, game each as well, mm. which is uh, pretty cool to be honest. Watch this space for this game, I suspect. Yeah, so uh, I guess what we'll do now is um, we'll take a little break. Uh, so join us after the uh, break. Uh, we'll uh, go listen to a lovely ad break for uh, Confused Llama a Spice Tale uh, by the lovely James in our podcast and definitely go purchase that on Amazon Kindle. But join us after the break as we return to discuss our number two, number one, and our, not our basically our overall roundup of Gamescom and how we actually feel about the show and uh, what are actually our actually hopes going into the future for uh, video game conferences for the rest of this year. So yeah, join us after the break. 
An illegal spy agency discovers the theft of a prototype weapon. Derek, codename Confused Llama, and his handler, Frank, codename Majestic Vol, investigate the theft. A naive man with fanciful notions, Derek sets out on his inept journey to reclaim the weapon from villainous hands, unaware of the hidden tale following him. Enter the world of Confused Llama, a spy's tale. A short comedic spy thriller available on Amazon in paperback or Kindle. And welcome back, people. Obviously, you know, hopefully you enjoy the little lovely animatic if you're listening to the YouTube version of the show or watching the YouTube version of the show uh, with Doug in a lovely smoking jacket speaking of the uh, James's book. So, people, we are going to get to our number twos now because we've just uh, jointly did our number threes, which is actually quite fun, to be honest. We're going to jump back to Fergus now for his number two. Fergus, what is your number two? At number two, we have Floodland. Um, so, society survival world building game where you are in a world where the ice caps have melted due to climate change. So a land is at a premium. Uh, there is a lot of water. Um, civilization has, of course, collapsed. So modern technology is, I guess, scarce. So again, quite into the management sim sort of games. I, this is an interesting evolution of that because it's more post-apocalyptic survival management sim. It's, again, it's not something I've played much of, I don't think. I'd say Frostpunk would probably be similar. I didn't play that myself. Um, but I think it is, is throwing off similar vibes to that. Um, yeah. Can you lead humanity in a new era of everything being flooded? Yeah. Uh, it is coming out 15th of November. So again, not that long to wait for this one. Uh, you might have seen it a previous... Uh, future game shows. I feel like I've seen this trailer, not this trailer, or similar trailers before. I'll be uh, uh, I'll be biding my time for God of War a few days later in that, to be honest. Yeah, no, fair enough. This this one will probably take some sitting down and puzzling over. Uh, this is File Monarch developer and Raven's Court publisher. Um, yeah, entirely single player, uh, so you can't bring your friends to the apocalypse. But um, say it was probably going to be an interesting story slash experience. Awesome um, source, yeah. It, it looks very fun. It, it looks very interesting to me. It looks looks quite visually better. The water looks great. Like the water, the water, the water graphics look great. But the light... yeah, it's graphically it's not too bad. Um, yeah, the environment looks good. The buildings are a bit shabby, but I mean they are wooden tents, so of course they would. Um, maybe there'll be some evolution going forwards in that respect. But um, yeah, it's, it's a game with a strong message, I think. It's like, stop burning your fossil fuels, otherwise this is basically what we're going to end up like. I think it's kind of, an, yeah. It's we're going extra... to have Kevin Costner in the sequel to this game. Uh, potentially. I, I would suspect it would make a good film, to be honest. Like, a character living in this sort of society. I mean, he. I mean, it would be Waterworld. So this is just the, the game was just yeah. I was about to say uh, yeah because I was wondering when I mentioned Kevin Costner, I was like, please look at the reference. I was like, oh okay, no, um, like, yeah, basically, yeah, the world is uh like the ice caps are melted and like the entire world is just there's no land anymore at all. 
Right. Issue. Yeah, so it's a, around on rafts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like raft cities and everything, and yeah, that's pretty much it to be honest. Uh, but yeah, no, again, this just looks very interesting. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You can of course wish list on Steam. So yeah, awesome source, right, people? We're gonna go to my number two now, or well, one of my next ones, basically. Uh, so obviously, as we mentioned in the intro, we're gonna be talking about the Dark Pictures anthology as we go into uh, October for the end of October for Hall- Halloween. Brooklyn mm. Nine Nine, people, if you know, that's for sure. So my next game is The Devil in Me. I've actually been reading into this game a bit more. IGN actually did a nice, lovely news article. Go check that. It's um. IGN, just search for IGN, The Devil in Me Lurks in the Shadows of Resident Evil Gamescom 2022. It's a lovely written article. Um, I've only just realized that this game is actually based on a true life horror story. It's based on the uh, the, the, the serial killer, H.H. Holmes. Do you know H.H. H. Holmes, Fergus? I don't think I do, no. Well, this is kind of fucked up because... H. H. Holmes. Have you ever heard of the uh, the hotel at the World Trade Fair in the uh, the eighteen seventies? Um, no. So H. H. Holmes is a serial killer from the um the eighteen hundreds who uh killed a lot of people, a lot of people. So he confessed to twenty seven murders. God. Basically, uh, he built a hotel in Chicago for the Chicago World's Fair. But and he had a lot of contractors come in uh, to build these specific rooms. He hired loads of different contractors to build these rooms out, but some of them didn't have staircases to places that didn't end. Like there were like rooms that didn't have any doors uh, that leave them. Like re- rooms that just basically it was a horror house. Hmm. And he'd have guests come over and he'd kill them in the house. Okay. So, this is like this is a creepy, creepy narrative, and yeah. the devil in me is going to follow on from that about a group of documentary filmmakers receive a mysterious call invited them to a modern day replica of that murder castle. But upon arrival, they discover they're being watched and even manipulated and said there's much more at stake than their ratings. I'm sorry, but if I get invited to a replica of the murder castle, you I'm should, going to yeah. politely decline <laughs> or take armed guards with me because I am not going into that, especially a mysterious call. Yeah, like, you should know what you're walking into, really. <laughs> exactly. Now, I was listening to a previous the the IGN uh, Games podcast about this. Um, the IGN UK podcast, the reading news articles about this. They're actually uh, updating the uh, game mechanics a little bit in this game. So you're actually going to be able to run in this game now, run, jump, and climb, which you weren't able to do in previous games. If it adds a nice little added element to the game. Mm. Uh, also, uh, characters will have specific traits uh, for them. And if you and these traits will affect the actual outcome of the game. So deciding on which characters you kill in the game mm. will affect the outcome, which I think is very interesting because you yeah. don't know what's going to happen later on. So do you, do you sacrifice this character early on, or do you know you let them survive and there's going to be a hindrance? Yeah, yeah. The 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 um all of the games are kind of like that, aren't they? There's quite I a think, few different endings going on. I think the fact that they've added traits to the characters now, because in previous games it was just basically you know characters that you wanted to live or die basically whereas this one has add, is adding more detailed mechanics within that which i think is very interesting to be honest also like you know the whole 
you know, being able to run over and jump over stuff now actually makes gives it a bit more, you know, fluidity and also more immersion. Uh, mm. There's actually an inventory system now. Um, going off of the trailer here, more puzzles, new gameplay challenges. Um, I'm interested about the cast. I don't know too much about the cast of this game because I know they like to definitely bring in uh, characters into this, um, uh, some, some high-quality actors into these. Again, I'm very interested to see how this plays out, people. Obviously, we're going to... We're going to be playing and reviewing this as uh, probably in November. So I'll be playing God of War and we'll be playing this together. We'll actually do a, the roundup of the actual pictures. Uh, so this will be separate to the other games. What we will do is we will uh, review the other titles and then we'll play this game, have a review for it, and then we'll have a roundup afterwards. I believe, I believe that's the best way to go. Also, yeah. this is the fourth game in the front Earth series and it's the season one finale for this entire Dark Pictures anthology, and we've got about, mm. I believe, three, four more games coming out. But this is from Supermassive Games and published by Bandai Namco. So they're mm. definitely getting around with their games. So yeah, that was, uh, that was my number two, I would say, normal number two. But yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to hand it back to you now, Fergus. What is uh, your number one? At number one is uh, Tainted Grail, The Fall of Avalon. Um, so this is an open-world RPG full of lots of complex quests um choice choice based rpg so you you know you'll be able to make friends with characters and they'll stick with you and this sort of thing um this is quite an uh, early development now so the footage they've offered at um the future game show is pre alpha but it does look pre alpha i'm hoping that things evolve considerably uh, in terms of you know animation fighting this sort of thing but overall it does look very good it's giving off the same sort of vibes as uh, Senua. So I think it po- has the potential to be a similar sort of game. I don't think it's not quite got the same level of, um, you know, hard hitting impact story going straight into it with the whole, we're going to replicate psychosis sort of thing. But it's the same. If you've ever played it, you, you'll know what I mean. It's, it's um, similar in theming, um, definitely. It's also a board game uh, that's currently on Kickstarter, which is the first thing that comes up when you Google it. So keep digging for this one, uh, especially on Steam. Uh, you'll find it on Steam. Yeah, no, it is um, epic dark fantasy. Uh, King Arthur is dead. All the myths and legends are falling. Humans living in Avalon are desperately trying to find new ways to live and things to believe in. Plague of the Red Death is sweeping the nation uh lots of weirdness uh is you know zombies um people randomly merging with their horses not a game glitch it's actually part of the story people do die because they get covered in weirdness and uh they merge with their horse (laughs) it's gonna be an interesting ride um with lots of uh senua tagged on um i think it's got quite a long way to go in terms of production um, I mean, it's not even guaranteeing it's coming out in 2023 on Steam, but you can add it to your wish list. Uh, this is Awaken Realms digital developer and Awaken Realms publisher. So it uh, looks like it was self-published. Um, yeah, definitely one worth checking out, I think. Again, yeah, I'm looking at this. You you give me some Arthurian... Yeah. you know law and i'm wanting to like i'm surprised there's not a lot of games like when you think of video games are you know the king arthur time period in like fiction or you know british history isn't mm. hugely like 
delved into a lot and i feel that's like kind of wasted yeah. Yeah, there's quite a rich uh, mythology there, but it's kind of been linked to so many other mythologies now, like the whole wizards and knights and stuff that I think people have forgotten to actually do the original version. Somewhat. I mean, like, you don't even have to do, like, obviously, you know, this game is set after King Arthur. It's about, you know, the the after effects of that. And, yeah. you know, we had that movie, The Green Knight, with uh, Dev Patel, which is about, mm. uh, you know, it's it's not about King Arthur. It's about uh, Gwen. You yeah. know, it's, it's, about, it's about certain characters within, within that. And I'm actually just intrigued, like, you know, because I believe there was an XCOM-style game that came out in the last couple of years that was actually based around the, you know, the King Arthur narrative. The fact that you went on about like, you know, this is an open world RPG and it has, um, you know, Senua vibes and it is first person. I'm, mm. I'm down. I'm definitely down for that. Uh, wondering how this will play out, like how detailed the actual story will be, like in regards to like, you know, for this type of game, for some like an open world RPG, I want to be investing in the characters, especially, you know, if we're going to be doing something, you know, outside of that, like outside of the, it's, it's going to be the King Arthur story. But we'll see how it plays out. So yeah, looking at um, so that's a uh, King Arthur Conquest. So it's only it's currently it's currently priced at fifteen ninety nine. Uh, so I'm looking at this as well. So Conquest seems to be some sort of prequel, um, which looks to be a somewhat card based, as far as I can see. I'm not sure how this fits it. So card based, turn based strategy. It's a roguelike combat deck building card game RPG dark fantasy. So I think they're basically doing the same game without the deck building card game as a front and center. Might play more, not like you're going to go off and play Gwent or something, but more back back end mechanics sort of stuff. Um, so they have they are coming out this running uh, basically, and as you say, you can buy it for fifteen pounds now if you want to kind of check out their previous works um very positive reviews on steam which is always good interesting very interesting indeed right well i guess i'll uh, have to go along to my number one now which yes. is um i want to talk about um so we're going to get into a little bit of something different now i want to talk about a couple of games it's my number one's going to be split because it's gameplay for two games so, uh, do you have a number one first? Should we, should we go to your number one first, Fergus? Or was this your number one? Or this, my number? Well, no, I just did. Mine was um, oh, okay. Tainted right. Grail. Right, okay. So, right, we're going to talk about... Um, I don't know if you saw the gameplay for these, Fergus. Uh, Lies of P and Forspoken. Uh, I saw Lies of P. I'm not sure about Forspoken. So, let's let's start with Lies of P. I'm, this is I'm, Pinocchio. I'm, Steampunk I'm, Pinocchio. Again, like, I'm I'm loving the art style for this game so much. I'm yeah. really, really intrigued by the art art design and everything. I did not get that he was Pinocchio by watching this trailer. Yeah, a lot of people have agreed that the title isn't great. You know, yeah. what, 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 why, not call, why not call it The Secrets of Pinocchio or, you know, Pinocchio's Lies? Has someone copyrighted the word Pinocchio? I mean, I don't know if Pinocchio is public domain. Cause uh, I think so the, original, different... the original story would be. But, but that, that, would, that would mean that anything Pinocchio can be, like, you know put into yeah, like maybe. different narratives maybe. again i'm looking you know looking at the ui for the game it looks very very clean mm. so i'm very very happy behind this and obviously adding the you know, steampunk elements to the actual the actual built versions part of pinocchio i think it's actually great great to do this but yeah no there was a 12 minutes of gameplay released from gamescom there's a the video on ign that's currently up there we're watching right now 
this is a rogue this is a rogue like oh so bloodborne inspired souls like game that's my concern is that i'm loving the art style but am i going to be able to play this game it's true of so many souls like games like if if it was a standard rpg i would play the hell out of it but because it's oh look it's a boss and you're Boss, you like sneezes and you die. It's like I haven't got time for that. I will actually progress in my games. Thanks. I mean, so, yeah, just looking at the gameplay here and like you know, um, when I it comes to just draw, yeah, drawing people into you and everything, and you know, pulling that you get over here, like you know, Scorpio from Mortal Kombat. But this just does, does, does go to the question again. Like you're doing such an inventive like narrative style for this video game, but you you are restricting people from playing it. We have an episode on this, don't we? We do, we do. You know, accessibility and make you know having having a more you know more accessibility mode, a more easy mode, not easy mode per se in video games like Souls like games. Because when we did our Elden Ring special, because um, again, Elden Ring has found that really really interesting middle mark of being easy enough to actually get into, but difficult enough for a Souls like game that you can it you can you can mm. prove over time. Whereas because this appears more linear, like a like a classic Souls-like game, it's gonna. I think it's gonna add a really difficult element. I think maybe if they add a lot more save points, like if they have save points in the game, that'd be good to have. But with these types of games, it's probably not gonna happen. Maybe Wait for the will. movie. Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair though, if you upgrade your character as you go through, I'm wondering how that will play into it. But again, like loving mm. the design for this game, loving the narrative art idea for this game. Uh, as mentioned last week's episode, the lying mechanic will affect like you know choices later in the game, which I think is very interesting. But just yeah. really slightly disappointed it is a Souls-like game. If they could find a nice balance for this game, I'd love that to be honest. But it's obviously you know as people will say, if it's uh, if it's not for us, you know just don't play it. But again, I think it, you know it'd be very interesting if they could try and find a nice balance here. Mm. Right, the other one we're going to talk about now. Unfortunately, people, we're not going to be able to play the audio for this game. But this is Forspoken. We uh we briefly mentioned it in the past, but it's a game uh, been developed by uh Luminous Productions, a uh, publisher Square Enix, um composed by Bebacree. This has been developed on uh the Luminous engine. I thought it was Unreal Engine 5 before, but that isn't true. Basically, it's about uh Frey Holland, played by Ella Belinsky, uh, who actually, nice little fun link here. She was the uh she was the lead actress in the recently cancelled Resident Evil TV series. Yay! Oh. Well, she's got something going. <laughs> I mean, this is where we're about to get into. So she's transported from New York to the fantasy world of Etheria, and she has to use the magical powers to survive in that world under the tyrannical rule of the Tantus. Again, I'm a bit concerned with this game. Like, loving the actual art style. Like, I think it's very visually appealing, very visually interesting. Like, she has a bracelet that talks to her. But it has the. If you actually listen to the audio in this game, it has, it has a very like. This person speaks. This person speaks. This person speaks. This person oh, speaks. No, like that, that, that style. can really ruin a game. Bad dialogue is, especially if you're going for an RPG ish. Like you, it's a big thing in a immer- like world immersion, being able to you know naturally talk to your NPCs. I mean, there have been a few podcasters that have actually, have actually watched this footage and actually made the same comment. Like the the, the, the voice acting seems a bit stiff, mm. which is a bit concerning for 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 a world you're trying to become engrossed by. It's a bit, you know, it could be a bit stiff. Um, again, like you know, I'm loving the actual visual aspect of the game, the actual like travel mechanics of the, you know, you know, the actual travel style, like the fact that you there's actually like different ways to actually traverse in this game as well. 
Like there's different powers in this game which allows you to traverse in different ways. Um, loving the actual like I, I want to say magic, you know, in this game, mm. like the actual combat itself looks very visually appealing. And obviously, you know, PlayStation are putting a lot into this game coming out in January now. It was pushed back to January 24th. And no doubt the audio will be stunning because Bear McCreary is doing the audio for this game. And his, you know, that man has done so much great audio from Battlestar Galactica to, you know, the recent Rings of Power TV show coming on. He's done God of War. You know, he's done so much. So no doubt the audio is going to be great for this game. And again, like, you know, just going by the traversal mechanics in this game, it looks very, very interesting. But my concern is the um, the dialogue because I want to be extremely immersed in this world. My concern is, will that be the deciding factor to actually bring it down a few points? I don't know. I'll have to wait and see. So I've, I've not seen this trailer before, uh, but it does look very interesting. Um, lots of stylish action. I used to say the magic does look quite interesting. Um, there's quite a lot of battling, but these trailers do tend to focus very much on the action, uh, no matter what the game type is. Um, so that could be misleading in terms of like, is it very RPG ye, or is it more let's fight? So this game is just to clarify, it is I believe it is an RPG. I believe. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to confirm. That. I'm I'm going off of Steam here, or trying to trying to trying to read all the informations, people. But it's an it's an, it's 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 classified as a narrative driven adventure in an open world game world format. I'm presuming it's mm. an RPG because there is upgrade yeah. mechanics to the game. Like so, I'm presuming presuming that is the case. And this is um. It is the the company was originally assembled from employees working on Final Fantasy fifteen. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So again, like wondering how this is going to play out. Again, the actual writing of the game could be really stunning. It could just be mm. the the actual you know how it's conveyed to to the player. And actually, it has the uh, the bearded lady from uh, uh, Keela Settle from the Great Showman, who's the uh, armorer or the archivist in this game. Oh, okay. include, yeah, who's on screen right now, and also hmm. Janina Gavanka, who's uh, obviously you know from the recent um, Star Wars uh, Battlefront series. She's also in Arrow and a, a few other things. But again, okay. she's going to be in Borderlands, the film. Yeah. But again, like I'm really hoping this game does really well because it was pushed back twice now. So it was supposed to originally release in May of this year. It was pushed back to October, but now it's been pushed back to January. Now they have said that the game is is pretty much done. It's just, you know, polishing it now, basically. Which hopefully that's the case if we don't get huge patches upon release. But again, I'm really looking forward to this game. Hopefully, it, you know, hopefully it plays out really well. Loving, loving the traversal mechanics in this game. I think hmm. I think that looks it looks stunning. It looks like it'll be fun to play. Um yeah, Again, what the, there's only really there's not many other games that can give you great traverse mechanics. The first one in my eyes was probably um, uh, what was that game uh, where you were infected by a virus? You know, um, oh, I was going to say Mirror's Edge, though. I don't think that's the one. You're thinking. No, um, it was had a what was the game had um oh it doesn't matter, people. If you know the game, they had a sequel come out, but. Uh, Spider-Man is another game I'm thinking of. You know, I love the fact that they introduced fast travel into that game, but everyone was like, I'm just going to web swing across. And then obviously you had yeah. Mirror's Edge for like first-person running and Dying Light for, you know, uh, the first-person mechanics of zombie combat as well. If this mm. game can actually pull that off in regards to that sort of mechanics, maybe, that, maybe that'll maybe that be a saving grace. 
mm. the actual mechanics yeah. itself. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think the f- the Final Fantasy fans will have a field day with this, and if the dialogue is bad, it'll get memed to hell, <laughs> and they'll maybe probably the- you know. But maybe with such the- a good cast, I'm I've got reasonable hopes for you know some of the, the characters at least. <laughs> Again, you know, when it comes to actually, you know, the actual game itself, I've, I've, I've really got high hopes for this. Really looking forward to it. Hopefully, it plays out well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, that's my final game in one which I wanted to discuss. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely. Glad we did. Yeah. Again, again, just final four. Yeah, again, the traversal mechanics look really great. Just going by the footage. Yeah. No, but absolutely. right, Fergus. Hello. That is our games from this from so many games. So many games. We've had two episodes full of games. Which, and yeah. So good. So uh, right. Yeah. Let's 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 uh, let's have a roundup, shall we? Yes. How 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 did you feel this Gamescom went to previous Gamescom or just uh, game game gaming events in general? Um. So I've seen clips from the show floor, like people in real life attending. Finally, once again, a game show. I think a lot of fun was had. A lot of people are very hype for a lot of games, uh, especially some of the ones we've included on our list and some we haven't, because uh, there are so many games. Um, games are now reaching such a wide audience, which is good to see, because I, you know, there are still people out there who think games are for you know people who lock themselves alone in their rooms. But we we are now emerging as the um, next great art form um i think and people are cottoning on and finding their franchise out there definitely um overall very good very encouraged to see the way the games industry is going in general there is a lot of games there's a lot of competition from a lot of different places in the world as well um covering a lot of different cultures um so you've got the you know american British games, you've got the Asian games, you've got the Eastern European games, you've got games being made in South America now, which, again, like five years before, was just not the case in the games industry. Um, so a huge amount, a wide range of content available. I, some people are really following trends, but, you know, that's how these things go. <laughs> um, yeah, very encouraged. Everything's great. So many games, but there's 7 billion people in the world. So, you know, it's not all for us. <laughs> not at all but for myself i'm i'm intrigued by this gamescom because it seems to have been a case of a lot more indie developers mm. there was a there was a lot more indie developers it's like like we didn't have a lot a lot of um triple a titles were re- revealed this game yeah there's a lot of smaller teams out there who have done quite well over the past couple of years to you know put out very good games I think when it comes to the Video Game Awards in December, that will be an interesting show. I think that's because obviously, you know, we have a lot of trailers that go on during that Games Games Awards show. I think that's yeah. when we'll have a lot of the announcements, the big announcements. And obviously, obviously, we have the Ubisoft Forward on September 10th. We have the D23 gaming event on September 9th. Um, and I'm still hoping PlayStation have some sort of showcase because, again, as mentioned in the last episode, it was very light on sony games like mm. out, outside of god of war this year i can't really think of many games first party you know or even third party outside of gotham knights which is like two three weeks before god of war that's yeah. coming out this year 
And obviously, Forspoken is coming out January. So that's, you know, Gotham Knights October, God of War November. Um, but when it comes to the Christmas season, uh, and I believe we have a new Call of, uh, the Modern Warfare remake coming out in November, you know, Christmas time. But there's not many big Christmas there's, titles. Yeah, there's there's what will be this year's number one Christmas blockbuster game is currently unknown, which considering we've got, what are we, the end of August, so four months-ish. I mean, the thing is, though, Elden Ring is 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 the number one game for everyone it's at the moment. just deleted all games, yeah. I mean, I feel sorry for Horizon. Or just any game that released this year, really. <laughs> well, well, Horizon, like, came out, the first Horizon came out at the same time as Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And then um, Horizon, yeah. the sequel, comes out around the same time as Elden Ring. It's Bad like, can, yeah. can you just get a break? And then obviously, and then God of War as well. So the, mm. I think the deciding factor this year is going to be God of War and Elden Ring. Those those will be the two games, in my opinion. I think. Yeah, going at be, it from the title. I would be surprised if at the Game Awards, Elden Ring doesn't basically clean sweep the board. I think God of War. I think it, it will be because it'll be it's January. It's yeah. January, so it will be. You know, I think I think God of War will be if they could pull off the same narrative they did for the first one. Mm. I think I think God of War can really really give Elden Ring a run for its money to be honest because again Elden Ring isn't for everyone yeah absolutely that game is literally not built for loads of people to play whereas God of War has difficulty levels that you can I believe it has difficulty and you can go into that game you know and you can do you need to have played previous Gods of War to get the story? You can't. I, I, so they actually did a recent uh, with uh, Felicia Day. They did a six-minute video wrap-up of the first game mm. to actually give you the entire narrative of the game, which I thought was very smart to do. Because mm. I know, uh, pr- you know, loads of video games do this now where they have a previously on this game. Mm. So you actually catch up with it. But I think mm. I played the first God of War ever created. I mm. did not like it in the slightest mm. i just went into i i understood the story going i i basically just read the wikipedia for the previous greek narratives and mm. i just went into god of war the, the norse game yeah and i just played it i just loved it also a big deciding factor for this is also this is the final game in this narrative right it's only two games which isn't hugely done a lot in video games it's usually free so the fact that you know this is called yeah. god of war ragnarok yeah you know this is why I think it's all out. It's all, you know, no holds barred. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, be, that'd be great. But where does the franchise go? I assume to Boy, whoever Boy is. I, I won't spoil it, but that's actually very good. That That's a very good question for another podcast <laughs> down the line, to be honest. Um, it, ta- it can go to different time periods, and that does actually play into the first... I don't want to say reboot or remake because it's just continuation of the story, but the different, the different, the, the God of War 2018 does mm. mention other time periods. Now it could continue on into like, the, you know, going into, I don't know, the medieval period, which would be very yeah. interesting, but you know, how do you play? Cause God's pretty much disappeared after that point, you know, it, uh, well, well, uh, I, I, well, okay. Let me, let me rephrase that deities you know yeah like your greek roman i guess you could do egypt egypt would be healthy for that but that this was this is after because this is Uh, norse yeah so you know back in time i don't know i mean i don't know could be the way to be but again that'll be the signing factor of the video game awards people again i'm just hoping we get to see more of what sony's doing um i 
I'm interested by the Ubisoft one because I know the Assassin's Creed had some possible leaks come out. We won't go into that because we don't like to discuss leaks too much on this podcast. But obviously, they're working on the, um, the you know, the, the the future of Assassin's Creed, and there there is a rumor of an AC one remake, which I I, I did I did find mm. Assassin's Creed one really interesting. It was it was more of a you know t- uh, a leaping pad for Assassin's Creed two. Which a lot, which was pretty much you know loved by everyone. Yeah, there's there's a lot of rumors about what's happening with that franchise. I think it is one to keep an eye on. Um, I'd love sure. a fu- I'd love a future game where then it turns back to time travel and then just loops back. You know, I'd I'd love that. Occupied Mars Assassin's Creed, where you have to jump off in spacesuits. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> honestly, I'm surprised they've never done a, a present day Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, I think the the whole thing is they're trying to be historical, but I mean, just do separate titles. You know, yeah, you know, diff- different yeah. development teams. You know, yeah, uh, that's probably the best way to go. I, I think there's one one perspective I have, people. One perspective I have. They'll get there one day. Oh yeah, making Assassin's Creed, are they? Oh no, not 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 in the slightest, not in the slightest. But yeah, people. So Final Fantasy Gamescom, loved the show, loved all the games that were announced. A bit apprehensive for some of the titles that we spoke about. Um, really looking forward to seeing what's coming up with the uh, game development titles in the future. Next week we're going to back to the different format. Next week's topic, uh, we're, like, we're most likely going to do either movie franchises that should discontinue. Or uh, mov- favorite movie soundtracks, content creators, or game soundtracks. Basically, we do a bulk uh, amount of topics for each month, and we decide what we're going to do at that point, and we try to link them to what's coming up. But yeah, people love Gamescom, loving what's going to come up. Uh, f- f- given Ferguson have gone, given his final thoughts. That is uh, it, people. Oops, sorry. No, as I was just going to say, it was, it's all it's all it's been great. It's been great. Right and. Uh, that is the final that is the final verdict on Gamescom people from Fergus. It's been, it's been great. It's been great. Yeah. That is the final that, that is the final <laughs> verdict. <laughs> okay, people, that is it. It is now time for the outro. If you want to get in contact with any questions, queries, or compliments, please feel free feel free to email us at nmipodcast at outlook.com. That's nmipodcast at outlook.com. You know. We've had loads of games coming out from Gamescom that we haven't mentioned. What are some of the games that you loved that we didn't discuss? Or maybe you've got some, you know, negative thoughts of Gamescom that you like mentioned. And we can have a little discussion on that from the email. Or, you know, some games that we didn't mention that you loved that we never mentioned that you want us to talk about. We can actually, we could do it. We can have a nice little reading section for you, the people. So again, people, if you want to get, want to get in contact with any questions, queries, compliments, insults towards the crew here we'll take them we'll laugh them off <laughs> we'll laugh them off uh please feel free to email us at nmipodcastoutlaw.com that's nmipodcastoutlaw.com or tweet us at nmicast on twitter and instagram follow us on those social channels there by searching at nmicast i've been your host nate i want to thank fergus for joining me again today thank you for having me it's been a pleasure as always right people it's time to now end the show we will see you next week and remember people we're possibly going to be doing two episodes in the future, a lovely news episode and a lovely topics episode. Please give your feedback, as mentioned in the contact section. So give us our feedback on that. Right, people? I will see you next week. Thanks. We'll see you in the future. Stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.